This is RJ Carbone, and you're listening to BD4. Anthony for three. Bang! That one goes this in. one by Mattingly. Oh, hang on to the RJ Barrett does it again from downtown. He is just tearing the Orioles apart. Oh. It's good. Randall gets the bounce, and he there ties the game. All right, well, at least they won. <laughs> um, what's going on, everybody? I'm your host, RJ Carbone. This is episode 316 of the podcast. Welcome to BD4 where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis, and we also do MMA now, too, on the weekends. Knicks after every game, Yankees after every series. Be sure, if you have not yet, and if you're new here, to subscribe to this podcast and check us out on the many platforms we are on. You can listen to BD4 on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, our sponsor, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more listening platforms. So be sure to check us out there. Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts and a review. Uh, we have our, we are a five-star show. Um, and you can also watch the podcast if you would like to see or yeah, to watch the video format of the show. We are on YouTube. So go check out BD4 on YouTube and give us a subscription there. Share it with your friends on social media which I am on social media on Facebook. I'm RJ Carbone. And on Instagram, you can see and follow my handle at Rob J Carbone. Guys, I also do... I would say I recapped uh, the Knicks games, about 70% of the games, I would say, on uh, ultimatesportsnetworks.com. Go there. Subscribe to the Bomber Bocker blog. If you want to subscribe to the Bomber Bocker blog, use my promo code to get a discount $7.99 a month. Promo code should be on the screen. Um, it's also on the website, but I'll read it to you right now. Promo code 6A2841ERJC. If you put that in when you're subscribing to the Bomber Bocker blog on ultimatesportsnetworks.com, you will get a discount. $7.99 a month for checking me out and reading along with my game-to-game recaps on the Knicks. So, that all said, welcome to the show. The Knicks did pick up a victory. Finally, it was it was nice to get one. I can't say that it has me feeling excited. I can't say that I'm thrilled. You know, we did play Sacramento, um, who are a pretty bad team. I think they're 18 and 29. They were also without some key players. Uh, in particular, they were without De'Aaron Fox tonight. They did have Halliburton, but they were without De'Aaron Fox. So I'm not going to take this win as, as some big indicator that we're going to turn things around like I'm sure lots of fans of, of their teams do. I'm, I'm going to shoot it straight to you. You know, I, I don't I don't mess around. Um, I don't see this as anything. I just see this as the Knicks doing what they were supposed to do, defeating a bad team 
and that's that. So, welcome along. Episode 316 of the podcast. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. Once again, subscribe if you haven't yet. Follow all that stuff. Share it with your friends. We'll be right back. Hey, guys. So, I've noticed that only a small portion of you who watch BD4 on YouTube are actually subscribed. So, if you do enjoy this podcast and maybe you want to be notified when new episodes release, I'd consider subscribing and also hitting that notification bell. This way, we can help the channel grow, and you won't miss a single episode of BD4. Alright, let's get back to it. So, if you guys want to follow me on social media, be sure to do so right now. I'm on Facebook at RJ Carbone, and I'm also on Instagram at Rob J Carbone. Once again, if you want to find me on Facebook, that is RJ Carbone. Instagram at Rob J Carbone. Alright, so the Knicks took the victory. We're going to get right into this one. Took the 116-96 to victory at the Garden tonight. Um, the start of a brief, brief two-game homestand. Again, no Fox tonight for Sacramento, but yes, they did have Tyrese Halliburton. Um, Halliburton poured in 21-8 and on a quiet night. It, it still stings. Man, I'm not going to lie to you. It still stings. It always will sting. Um, now, I'm not one who was like big on him, wanted him so bad, I was actually, I was satisfied we got Obi Toppin because I, I was at least thinking that Matt Julius was out of the door, but it does hurt seeing that, that Halle Burton's you know, clearly the better player, and he's just tearing up that class right now, um, he's, he's a great player, and he's going to be a really solid player for years to come, so that does hurt, I'm not going to lie to you and say that, watching him play over there in Sacramento and he's not getting traded. I know the rumors are out there, but I don't think he's going. I think it makes complete sense for De'Aaron Fox to go somewhere. You know, he's kind of an expendable piece, but there's no way I don't see that. I don't see them moving Hallie Burton. So that pipe dreams over, even if Knicks fans are thinking about trading for the guy. Um, but the Knicks pick up the win nonetheless, and we have to be satisfied with that. You know, they get some big efforts from uh, Evan Fournier. Alec Burks, those two combined for 39 points tonight. Uh, we had a solid night from Julius Randle. Uh, solid night from Mitchell Robinson. The bench was sharp. You know, in the third quarter, Thibodeau leaves the starters out there once again. Kind of a back-and-forth quarter. The Knicks ended up scoring five more points than Sacramento. But in the fourth, the bench comes in, and they close it out, extend the lead, and that's that. The defense was on point tonight for the Knicks. I thought the Knicks' rotations were pretty solid. They were they were switching well and weren't really getting beat on their closeouts, so that was a positive. Um, and, and we hit our free throws for a change. The Knicks were on 29 attempts. They took 29 attempts at the line, 79%. So there we go. 
we, we, we finally shot above 50% at the line. Uh, but yeah, led by Burks with 21 points tonight. He had 21 points, shot 6 for 9, 4 for 6 from 3, and 5 for 6 at the free throw stripe. Also rebounded 5 and had 4 assists. I thought he did a nice job, solid two-way effort, um, but did a credible job playing with that second unit as the backup point. Um, And he's, you know, (laughs) finding his rhythm these last couple of nights. It's only two games, but... He's in double figures again in, in these last couple of games. He's 64% and 60% from three on these last two nights. Evan Fournier poured in 18 points tonight. He shot seven for 11 from the field, four for seven from three-point land. Obviously, he was big in the first quarter where he scored 16 of those points, shot six for seven and four from five, four for five from three. So... That means for the remainder of the game, he had just two points on one of four and uh, 0 for 3 from 3. So he did cool off, but he helped the Knicks get off to a good start, which was very important. It's always important for them because they never do this. Um, and, you know, they got him involved early in catch and shoot. Knicks were setting him up coming off of curls at the top. And the only shot he really, yeah, the only shot he missed in that first quarter was that heat check falling to his left, which he seems to like to take that shot a lot. But I like the fact that he was scoring and it wasn't on the ball. I know a lot of Knicks fans like when he's on the ball scoring. I prefer him spotting up and doing that catch and shoot, which he was doing um, a lot tonight. He he can you know he gets into the middle of the lane and throws up that floater here and there. That's fine, but I like Evan Fournier off the ball more than I do him getting the on ball reps because it I feel like it helps, especially with Kemba and Randall still on the floor, helps with R.J. Barrett. And Fournier, you know, he had some moments defensively, but, you know, he only had, he had zero rebounds. He had zero rebounds and he played 27 minutes. So that's kind of hard to do. (laughs) But all in all, it was a good night. You'll take it from Fournier. Whatever. Um, Julius Randle, Randle had 17 points tonight, nine rebounds, four assists, um, shot the ball seven for 14, I think. He made his shots, and he played hard. Um, the body language was not an issue tonight. Not really much else to say here on Randall. He was fine. He did his job, and quality effort. You know who was excellent um, going to the bench again? Quentin Grimes. This kid, man. So tonight, um, four, uh, 14 points. 5 for 9 shooting. 2 for 5 from 3. Two for two from the free throw line. But this kid's a foundational piece. I really like Quentin Grimes' game. I like that he plays a lot of defense. Of course, he plays great defense. We talk about this constantly with him. Tonight, doing a nice job, especially as the game progressed, defending Halliburton, hounding him. Um, But he made some nice plays tonight off the dribble, too, which was a nice change, you know. Scoring and and some nice passes off the dribble. And again, his activity off the ball is what I'm really impressed with. To be able to position himself and, and, and free himself open is always going to be an underrated aspect of his game. You look at most young shooters, uh, they're just going to stand still and wait for the ball. Kind of like, uh, like Kevin Knox, 
right? That's that's the only thing Knox did was stand still. He was a statue out there and waited for that catch-and-shoot three. Grimes is constantly moving off the ball. It reminds me of Steph Curry. I'm not comparing the two. No way in hell. But if you watch Steph, he's always weaving in and out of screens and, you know, making his defender work. And that's what Quentin Grimes does, and that doesn't show up on the stat sheet. So I advise anybody who watches this Knicks team to pay an extra, keep an eye on Quentin Grimes. Pay extra attention to him um, in the next game because he's an excellent, excellent piece to, to help this team win. I think they should keep him around. Obviously, nobody is untouchable, right, come February 10th, but he is a guy who I really think can be a part of this core. You know, I'm not calling him a superstar, but I am calling him a, at the very least, I think he'll he'll be a very solid role player for this team. Moving on, uh, Mitchell Robinson had had a nice night. He scored nine points, 13 rebounds, two blocks, and a steal. Again, putbacks, uh, just continuing to score around the rim. And he continues to be really aggressive rebounding. That's what I love. He's going and getting rebounds now. He's not just waiting for it to come to him. He's attacking the boards. Um, He's drawing more fouls. He even put it on the floor tonight and attacked off one dribble for a possession in this game. And it's the second time we've seen that this month. You know, there was that other time. I think it was in some Sunday matinee. But he did it again. Um, one dribble, attack the rim, and slam it down. So he's playing well. He continues to play very well. He's back in shape. He's boxing out. He's scoring. He's rebounding. He's doing everything very nicely. Those Miles Turner rumors are starting to fade away now. You know, I don't know if I would... I still don't know that I'd pay Mitch. It all depends on how much he's going to ask. I, I don't know. I'm I'm still not the biggest fan of, of... I think a lot of Knicks fans still overrate him a bit. He plays great defense, and he's a good, solid rim runner. But eight and eight, you know, I'm not. You know, there's only so much positive things I could say about a guy who drops eight and eight. You know, I would like for him at the very least. Is it that difficult to ask for ten and ten? You know, now he's been doing that. He's been averaging that for for a little over a month or so now. But I want to see that across the full season. I was hoping year four we'd see that. But the inconsistencies from earlier in the year when he was not, you know, in his best shape kind of put a halt to that. So we'll see. Hopefully he continues to play like this. Um, he's probably, he's, there's no way he's going at the deadline. He's staying here. Um, I just hope that he finishes out the rest of the season healthy and continues to play the way he's been playing. And then maybe I'll, I'll have a change in heart. But I like the way he's playing. The only thing I can say about Mitch that's been bothering me is obviously he's got to start hitting his free throws. Again tonight in the first half, very brutal especially. Can't be leaving that many points on the board. That's unacceptable. I know he's a center, you know, but it's rough to watch. He can go to the line and some trips he misses both. You know, On average, he'll miss at least one. Um, he actually had a trip tonight where he made two in the second half. Uh, but but for the most part, you can't have that. You can't have fifty percent. It's tough, and it's not like like he. It's not like if he could hit them, they'd foul him less. Because other than the you know other than the the buddy healed foul, he was playing a little hack a shack tonight on Mitch. For the most part, he, he generates a ton of that by his physical play, going after rebounds and putbacks. 
So if he could just hit a few more, you know, if he gets four or five more points, that's the double-double right there I'm talking about, you know? Um, so it's the free throw shooting, and, and he still needs a bit more work. On, um, he still needs a bit more work on his screening. Does need to do a little bit better of a job uh, screening. There's still more slip screens than than hard set screens. Um, so I'm just looking at that. But overall, another solid night: 19, 13, two and one for Mitch. Obi Toppin, uh, whew, kids playing well again. 14 points, six for eight. One for two from three, um, and he hit his free throw. We're seeing him, too, put the ball on the floor and attack the basket lately. You know, his face-up game would be a nice improvement if he can continue to do this, kind of sustain this, and then we could have him in the face-up game when we're in the half court more. It'd be nice. Uh, so hopefully he continues to do that. I know he had that dribble fake on Friday, and then tonight a couple of times off the bounce, so that fourth-quarter Euro step finish. So I like the way Obi's playing. He's got his groove back after that stretch of you know, six or so games where he was doing nothing, not getting many minutes. Um, I know a lot of his minutes tonight were in garbage time, but he continues to check in every second quarter and make positive impact. So I, I just don't understand, and I'm not going to get into it too much again, why Thibodeau doesn't play this guy more in meaningful minutes. But again, we, we've we've sung that whole song. It's it's a tired, tired um thing to keep repeating rj barrett tonight he was off uh 11 points four for 14 on shooting one for eight on his threes off night again 29 percent in the last two games gotta get his stuff together soon can't let this spiral him again so these next few nights will be important for rj barrett um the kings did a nice job tonight taking away his left and i also didn't love how he was used i thought he was used especially in the first half the knicks Strictly using him in spot up. You know, the third quarter, he started being more aggressive and attacking more. That was a plus. You know, his three makes in the third were, were all to the rim. And then he got to the line once by attacking the rim as well. So, um, yeah, it'd be good to get him, continue to get him on the ball reps. That's going to be difficult with Kemba still here Kemba by tonight by the way tonight uh, zero points in in 17 minutes one assist just out there collecting cardio it's the same thing with him we got to try and find a trade partner and this whole relationship with Kemba between the injuries you don't know when he's going to play the the defense his offense isn't that good to mitigate that defense and it's got to end Noel speaking of uh Contracts I would like to get rid of uh, Noel. Two points. He knocked down a little elbow jumper tonight. Five rebounds, five assists, a couple of steals and a block. Um, didn't return to this game after 21 minutes. So this guy, I've never seen anything like it in my life. It's like Kemba, but but to the extreme. I mean, at least with Kemba, we know he's only getting $8 million, And these are scheduled off days with Kemba a lot of the time. With Noel, it's game to game. And like tonight, it was timeout by timeout. <laughs> I would love to move this guy's contract. I would absolutely love to get him the hell out of here, but nobody's going to want that. I don't see the Knicks finding a partner for, for a veteran with a nagging knee issue. You know, who's going to pay $28 million for the next three years for that? But, um, yeah, it was a good win. Uh, some good positive contributions and... Hopefully this is something that we can continue to 
get from this Knicks team, but I'm not so sure. Uh, Memphis is going to be a tough one on Wednesday. I want to get to uh, this trade thing. Because this whole Randall for Fox has been a big, big rumor uh, the last several weeks, maybe months in Knicks land. So let's head to a break. When we get back from break, I want to wrap up the next half of the show with some trade talk. I just want to briefly go over this De'Aaron Fox thing and Randall and, and my opinion on it. So stay with us and we'll be right there. Be right back. So BD4 is on so many platforms to listen to. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud. You can listen to us on Spotify. You can find us on our sponsor, Anchor, and many other listening platforms as well, wherever you get your podcasts. But we are also available to watch on YouTube. So if you want to watch us on YouTube, go subscribe there. But if you prefer to listen to us, again, many, many, many listening platforms. Just be sure to subscribe, download, give us a rating, a review, comment, share the podcast, and all that fun stuff. This is BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this episode, but first... I also want to let you know, I have another blog. The blog I'm writing for is on ultimatesportsnetworks.com, titled The Bomber Bocker Blog. If you want to go subscribe to this blog, you should do so using my promo code 6A2841ERJC. Using that, you'd get a discount $7.99 a month to get the best Knicks and Yankees opinionated content around. Once again, guys, the Bomber Bocker blog on ultimatesportsnetworks.com using promo code 6A2841ERJC, $7.99 a month. All right, so this is one that I've been wanting to bring it up for a bit. Uh, we've talked about a lot of other trade opportunities and, and targets, but um, this is one that at one point really intrigued me. Now it's it's something I'm you know kind of so so on. Um, so De'Aaron Fox, obviously he's in trade rumors. Uh, we've we've mentioned it briefly in the last couple of episodes. I want to get a little deeper into it, not too much, uh, to finish off the show here in this one. So all right, well, I guess we'll do a little pro and con. Right, uh, I think the pro, if you're going to make a deal for Dar- De'Aaron Fox, first and foremost, he is a 24-year-old kid. So there is plenty room to grow and improve and develop this guy. You know, another building block added to the young core of RJ, IQ, uh, Grimes, Mitch, Obi. Add in at Fox, right? Uh, you finally have yourselves a long-term solution at point guard. Kemba and Rose, short-term point guards. Uh, Burks and IQ, not really their natural position. So you've got yourself a young building block. Uh, another pro here, uh, he's got size. At 6'3", he's a pretty switchable player defensively. Right, he, He's 
So that's that's another positive there for him. Uh, he's got an average to above average mid-range jumper. He's 45% on the mid-range jumper this year, 39% in his career. Uh, the league benchmark is usually around 40%, give or take a percentage. Uh, he's good at attacking the basket and finishing. That's that's his thing. 64% this year, also 64% over his career. League benchmark, I usually like to think about 60%. Um, so 64 for for a guard is pretty good. Speed, that's his thing. Speed, right? Everybody knows Darren Fox. They think of his quickness. Um, and, and when was the last time the Knicks had a point guard that wasn't slow-footed and inept at driving? You think back, I mean, you got Kemba this year, who's not the same speed-wise. You had Peyton last year, Felton. You had Barry Larkin's kid start one year a point guard for us. Um, you had a 39-year-old Jason Kidd. You had Pablo Prigioni, you had Chauncey Billups for a couple of games at his end. Uh, maybe the last time was like Marbury, right, in the early to mid-2000s. So it, it's been a while since we had an athletic starting point guard to rely on. Young building block point guard like Fox. So yeah, I can only imagine with his speed, the positive things we would get with Fox leading the break. And, and you've got RJ, Obi, and Cam on the wings right next to him. That's that's huge, right? You're stapling in a guy who is an automatic twenty and five, who speeds up the tempo of the Nick offense once and for all, allowing these young athletic wings that we have to finally be themselves. So that you know, he would up the tempo, um, undoubtedly. And he's also just the best available option out there this deadline in terms of point guards. Uh, the the Damian Lillard thing I think is unrealistic. We'd have to gut the entire roster and get rid of some picks. It would make no sense for our future um, and for the now. Ben Simmons, no thanks. I've said my piece on that multiple times. No need to, to reiterate. Malcolm Brogdon is on an NTC until next season, so that's out the picture. Sexton's out for the entire season, so kind of pointless. You can maybe do a sign-in trade with, with this Brunson kid in Dallas, um, but other than that idea, there's not really any options that are significantly better than De'Aaron Fox. So that's another pro if you're for Fox. Um, and it just get Randall's, it gets Randall out of here and it frees up Obi Toppin to do his thing. right? And, and remember, it's no accident. It's no accident that you're hearing these Randall trade rumors reported by Ian Begley, Nick Reporter from SNY. And you're also hearing Obi Toppin untouchable rumors successively. I don't know if untouchable was the was the term, but there was that report the day after the Randall report saying that the Knicks are really, really, I think, battling to keep Obi. It was it was a word that, you know, meant the Knicks wanted to keep the guy. Um, so just keep that in mind. Those are some of the pros. If you want the Aaron Fox, the cons, because <laughs> there are some cons here. Uh, maybe not as many, but but they may weigh more. To me, they have they carry more weight. Uh, first and foremost, the contract. You're paying this guy $163 million for five years until the summer of 2026. That's that's a more expensive contract than Randall's, uh, at least annually. He uh, Fox is $28 million this season. Randall's $19 million. 
Now, Randall's extension kicks in next year, but next year Fox makes $30 million, Randall $23 million. In 2024, Fox makes $32 million, Randall $25. The year after that, in 2025, Fox makes $34 million, Randall makes $27. And then on the final year of their deals, in 2026, Fox is making $37 million, Randall $29 million. So do you really want to pay Fox, you know, do you want to pay him $163 million? Give that to a guy to, a guy who has also never been an all-star or on a winning team. This is, if you exclude the anomaly 2020 with no fans in the seats, you ignore that year. Outside of that one year, neither Fox or Randall have been all-stars or on winning teams each year of their career outside of that year. Fox has never been. I've heard rumblings of him being one of those empty stats guys. Uh, listening to Fox Media, uh, to, to Kings Media podcasts and reading up on you know fan forums on the internet. A lot of people who don't like Fox in, in their fan base say they consider him one of those empty stats players. Um, he's been the go-to guy on his teams, much like Randall, but the Kings consistently suck year to year. Just something to think about. And I also hear he's not much of a vocal leader, more quiet, if anything. So, you know, I, I don't know if I want to pay that much money, especially if he if it's not even a if it's not a Randall for Fox swap, I'm I'm sure as shit not doing this. You know, I'm not I'm not doing it if it's not for Randall. I'm not wanting Fox. Um I'm not being tied up with nearly $60 million in salary for two good but not great players. No, thank you. Um, Another con. He's a poor three-point shooter, which really takes the cake for me, to be honest with you. He was 31% as a rookie, 37% as a sophomore, but then the next four years or three years, he goes back to being a bad shooter, 29%, uh, 32%, 30%. 25% this year. So he's a career 31% shooter from three. Do you really want to put that? I mean, you talk about how good he'd be on the break in full court play, but do you want to put that next to an already non-shooting starting lineup with, with what be Fox? It'd be Fox, Fournier, RJ, Obi, and Mitch. I mean, that's that's one true shooter in that entire starting lineup. It makes it way more difficult for Fox to do his thing that way. The, the driving lanes are going to be clogged, and he's going to have a difficult time passing too. You know, and, that, and that's more of an eye test thing, but the data sort of indicates that as well. With his shooting lacking this year, being a career worse, 25%, he's having his second worst assists per game average, 5.2. His worst was his rookie year. And he's also having his lowest attempts inside the semicircle, 4.4 since his rookie year two per game. So it might, you know, I just, I just don't know about that, man. I, it's going to kill the spacing further and just not having a point guard who can shoot. You know, that's my big reason for not wanting Ben Simmons. I know Fox can at least take a jumper, but this is a guy who got the bag because of his speed, right? So it just seems a little risky to me to invest this much money into a guy who's one injury away from being a shell of himself. You know, John Wall going through that shit right now. Never going to be the same. Bad contract. Uh, could argue Westbrook. 
You know, uh, look at Derrick Rose. Now, Derrick Rose has fortunately reinvented himself, but he's not the star. You know, now I know Fox isn't reckless. He's not recklessly explosive like some of those guys were in their prime, but those speed guys without their speed are not stars. So, I don't know. The verdict here, I would say my verdict, if the Kings are planning on sticking with Barnes at the small ball of four, along with Bagley and, and what's that kid, Matu, and they don't want Julius, or maybe they're looking at another avenue for a power forward, I say no freaking way to a Fox deal. No thank you. Right, because I'm not giving away picks plus young players like a Toppin or a Quickly for De'Aaron Fox. No friggin' way. Beyond redundant. Um, and not to say I think Obi is going to be a legitimate superstar starter. Because I don't know that his numbers on the bench automatically translate. You know, A lot of people like to look at the per 36s and, and assume that means he's going to do that same thing with starter minutes. But I'm dying to see him get some starter minutes for extended periods. You know, evaluate the guy. Um, but you never know. Maybe the Knicks can fleece him. The Kings front office is notoriously bad. They are notoriously awful. So maybe we, yeah, maybe we can get something. But all in all, it's most likely going to have to be a Randall for Fox swap. Um, so if it comes to Randall for Fox, I at least think about it. I think about it. I don't guarantee that I do it. But maybe if, you know, I don't know. It's hard to even see the Kings wanting Julius, you know, because the noise is loud with him right now. Ever since the whole thumbs down thing, saying F you to his own fan base, and that's got everyone's attention. And ever since the attention has all been on him, he's been a colossal mess. We go over it a lot. Not shooting, he's not playing defense, he's taking bad shots when he does shoot. The body language, he's ignoring his teammates, you know, falling on the floor. He's not helping them up. Uh, he's sitting at the end of the bench away from everybody else. He's avoiding team huddles. He's avoiding the media and making the Knicks eat the fine. I mean, all that shit, you know. So so I think they might, if anything, looking for power forward help, they might just go and, and, and you know, uh, Monty McClare might just pick up the phone and call uh, whoever the GM is in Indiana, you know, for Sabonis. I just don't. I seem like it seems like that's a safer bet. Um, I just don't know that that they're even going to want Randall. I think if the Knicks are going to sell low on Randall, you, you do it in the off season. Things quiet down. The media is not on his ass as much. I think that's when you do it. But all in all, I say it depends. But if I'm seriously going to put a number on it, I would say <laughs> uh, like 53-47 no to yes ratio there. All right. <laughs> so a little more than 50-50 in favor uh, of, of keeping Randall for Fox. Um, I, I, I Trust me, I would love to get Randall's contract out of here ASAP too. But. I don't see them except accepting Randall. Uh, but if it's straight up, you know, in a, in a fantasy world, if it's straight up, we'll give you Fox. If you give us Randall, I would at least think about it. But all in all, I'm slightly leaning towards no. Um, just because I don't see Randall as as um, 
I don't see Sacramento really, really trying to go after Julius. So, that's it, guys. The Knicks win. Broke down the game tonight. Went over a little trade talk for 10 or 15 minutes or so. And I hope you guys enjoyed the show. We're going to cut this one tonight. Leave it at that. And uh, Memphis on Wednesday, so it's going to be tough. Wednesday night at the Garden against Memphis. I don't know if that's nationally televised. It might be an ESPN game. It actually might. I have to check, but hope you guys enjoy the show. We'll end this one with uh, our NYY, NYK question. NYY, NYK MMA. I always forget that now. Question of the day. As soon as we get back. A custom wall tapestry is a surefire way to uplift any room's aesthetics with a personal touch. This 100% polyester wall tapestry comes with hemmed edges for extra durability while its mildew and water-resistant properties ensure years' worth of decorating bliss. The advanced tapestry printing techniques guarantee crisp detail even for the craziest of designs in any of the multiple size choices. You can select a size of 26 by 36 inches, 51 by 60, 68 by 80, and 88 by 104. These wall tapestries usually ship in 7 to 10 business days, and the price ranges from $24.99 to $69.99, all dependent on the size you select. The Bomber Bocker blog wall tapestries come in orange, gray, and black. But most importantly, be sure when purchasing a wall tapestry for the Bomber Bocker blog that you use promo code 6A2. 841-ERJC 682-841-ERJC Just go to ultimatesportsnetworks.com and click on the Shop MVP tab searching the Bomber Bocker blog and there you have it. So, for this episode, episode 316, our NYYNYK MMA question of the day. Obviously, Nick's base, being this is a Nick's episode tonight. David Lee led the 2009-2010 Knicks in scoring. Who was second on that team? David Lee led the 2009-2010 Knicks in scoring. Who was second on that team? Now we're talking points per game, to be exact. So let me know the answer on Facebook or on Instagram. You can DM me the answer or you can comment the answer once I publish one of the promos to this episode. You know, I always post those little promo clips, those shorts. So let me know the answer. If you get it correct, I'll give you a shout out in the next episode. But as for now, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Again, I am your host, RJ Carbone. This has been episode 316 of BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis, and we do MMA now too. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. Um, as you are listening, it should be Tuesday, the uh, the February, February 1st. It should be Tuesday, February 1st, as you're listening. So, hope you enjoy it, and um, 
I'll see you in the next one. All right, guys. Ciao. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. It's the best way to make a podcast. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm.